You're listening to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nikita. And we're so excited to discuss all things weddings with you. Yes, we'll be covering trends, practical planning tips and more. And of course, we'll have a few special guests along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Hi everyone, it's great to have you here again and we hope you are finding these episodes helpful and well entertaining. Completely! So today's episode is another practical planning one and we're going to be discussing changing your name after marriage. Yeah and this is actually something that I still haven't managed to get completely sorted um, even three years after I got married so (laughs) this will be an interesting one I think. Yeah definitely. So as always with these more practical episodes we've brought in the help of an expert on this one and I think their services will really be of interest to our listeners. Yes welcome Cecile from Namesweetch. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hi, Cecile. It's really great to have you on the podcast today. Before we get started, do you want to quickly introduce yourself and Name Switch to the listeners? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, so Name Switch um, kind of does what it says on the tin. It's a it's an online service, a very smart little thing that is there to help people to change their name. Um, after people get married, it can be quite daunting. Uh, how on earth do you go through notifying all the different companies and getting everything changed in your in your world so that it comes back in your new name? And Name Switch is on hand to help smooth through that experience. That's perfect. Thanks, Cecile. And for those of you who don't know or haven't read our Wedding Ideas blog just yet, Name Switch is one of the brands we partner with to help couples plan their wedding effectively from start to finish. So because of this partnership, we're able to offer couples a nice little discount off Name Switch's services. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Great. I think we can get started then. So, Cecile, I think the first question, or questions rather, are at what point should couples start discussing what their married name will be and what options are actually available to them? Okay, so that's a good question with quite a lot of uh, tentacles to the answer, so I'll try and be brief and succinct. The first thing I would say is start thinking about it relatively early. Um, And by that and why I say that is because there are so many different options and I think it's important to understand what those options are and which one of those might resonate for you as an individual or you as a couple. Um, So understanding what your options are and thinking those through and having those conversations relatively early on in the journey is quite an important thing I would recommend couples do. Why? Because of course the vast majority of people still will go down the traditional miss to Mrs. route. And that's great and that's brilliant, but it doesn't necessarily suit everybody. So it's good to understand what those different options are. So first option, of course, is you go from miss to Mrs. Very simple, very straightforward. In fact, all of the options are straightforward. It's just understanding what they are. Second option, which is very popular, is the double barrel. And we're seeing that rise um, massively as a trend. Actually, in the last year, we've seen a 12% rise year on year um, in couples choosing to put their names together. So a double barrel is quite literally you put one name next to the other with or without a hyphen in whichever order you like. There are no rules about which order or sequence um, you need to put your names together. Just really what makes sense and kind of what flows right when it's kind of spoken. Um, So double barreling is one option. Uh, Another option, of course, is, um, and and everything I'm talking about at the moment is not just for women, 
So we also see men changing their names, taking their wife's name, either in the form of a double barrel, as I've already spoken about, or going the full hog and taking their wives' names for a whole bunch of reasons. Sometimes it's a really practical reason because they just don't have a great name. (laughs) (laughs) And and the wife might, or the other half might. Uh, But also sometimes it's about preserving the heritage of that individual. So we often find that men will... I don't want to say make the sacrifice, but they will make that stance because Mm. um, uh, the woman might be at the end of a family line. And actually there is a a need and a respect to preserve that heritage. So so we often find um, men also, and increasingly so, starting to think about whether or not they want to change their name. So I I love things like that. You know, (laughs) it's not for everyone, but it's great to see that it's starting to come up as as. A, a rising trend. So men can uh, change name as well. We've spoken about double barreling. Um, there is also something else which is a little bit out there, but it's known as meshing. Mm. So meshing is really where you create a new name. You put wow. two, you might fuse two names together. You may take um, each other's surnames and blend them, you know, a bit like Brangelina or something, but perhaps a little bit more um, <laughs> sensible. Uh, or you may take inspiration from somebody else in your family history, someone else who's inspired you, perhaps a grandparent or a step parent, or somewhere along the lines, there is a name that you associate with more as a couple, and you can create that new name. So that's known as meshing, and it requires a deed poll, but that's something that we will talk about a little bit later, yes. uh, which is also an option Um, and then probably the third fourth but not final option is what I would describe as doing both so this is more commonly used by women who would like to preserve their maiden name professionally because they've spent a long time building up their reputation building up a career and for them it's important to maintain that so they preserve their name professionally but they also um, change their name in their private and their personal life so that's totally doable requires a bit of compromise and um, some thought but again that's something we can talk about later if you like so those are really like the options take um, the traditional mr mrs double barrel mesh or um, uh, keep your name um, professionally so how long does this process take on average then Okay, so that's a good question. Um, How long it takes? At the moment, we're operating during COVID time. So we need to obviously allow for a little bit of patience or a bit of a buffer to allow for companies to deal with their backlog and how they've had to adapt all of their processes. But generally speaking, um, engines are now up and running. So where certain things used to happen in an office or certain processes used to take a bit longer, they have managed to adapt and evolve, which which is great. It generally takes somewhere between two to six weeks to get your name changed on the vast majority of the documents that you hold. By that, I mean all of the government and official stuff. So your passports, your driving license, your vehicle registration, land registry, your doctor's surgery, all sorts of different things like that, as well as your um, the rest of your everyday worlds. That could be bank cards, that could be credit cards, insurance, life, health, pen, um, pet, pensions, um, the list goes on and on. But generally speaking, two to four weeks for, for all of the companies to update their systems and then send back either an updated policy or an updated driving license or bank card or anything that actually needs to come back to you in your new name. 
The reason it can take a really long time is when you're only dealing with one official document. So that's probably my my biggest um, tip and takeaway for, for anyone who's thinking about changing their name is to get original copies. Whether mm. you're changing your name by deed poll or whether you're changing your name by your marriage certificate, the more copies you have of your original, the more you can send those off in, um, in parallel. And how many copies of those would you say is, would, would you say is useful to have? Just if, if, as a general rule of thumb, if I need to change everything about what I, my life, <laughs> how many copies would you say is good to have of your marriage certificate as an example? Two to four. Two to four. So three is always always the magic number, but two to four is is a good number. If you are um, in your late 30s, 40s or 50s, over time, as you can imagine, people acquire more accounts and more things. So I'd go on the upper end of that. I'd go with, with four. Um, but normally, if you're going to order them, just order two to four and then you feel comfortable Um it, and, and it allows you, because if you imagine about 60% of government bodies and particularly financially uh, regulated institutions need to see your original certificate. Other companies are much more um, relaxed about certain things. So they'll either accept a photocopy or they'll accept um, a scanned photograph over email or they'll even do it over web chat. But then you've got different degrees of um, policies out there so two to four will allow you to get your name changed within two to six weeks. So if you if you think somewhere around about four weeks for everything to come back, even and that's taking into account the that the DVLA and the passport office tend to be a bit longer. Fabulous. And with name switch, uh, I know we're going to talk about your services in a in a few moments' time. But with name switch, how many hours could you reduce that by? <laughs> okay, so. Uh, on average, people will spend about 14 hours of um, quite tedious research, stop-start research, going through websites where sometimes it's very easy to find that and other times it's kind of lost in the eaves or you can't find it at all, <laughs> um, or going through, you know, on hold with call centres, finding forms, filling them in, writing letters, all of that, that type of stuff. So it's about 14 hours. Um, but people wouldn't tend to do 14 hours solid. So it's kind of stop, start, stop, start. And, and obviously, um, the majority of people, once they are wed, <laughs> have had quite enough of wedmen and want to get on <laughs> with their life as well. So it's, it, if you like it, it's a bit like a concierge and it stops that procrastination. And, you know, with, with the, um, the greatest respect to Amelia, you're, you're very common, actually, in, in the sense of, we would describe you as Tina the in-betweener. So you're someone who started on your name switch and has kind of done a bit and then stopped and then psyched yourself up to do a bit more. But you kind of feel a bit like, well, which which name? Or, you know, if I'm booking a, a restaurant, yeah, okay, I know which name. Well, what about my travel? Like all sorts of different things. And you're updating your insurance. Oh, my gosh, have I done my driving licence? So then you, you, can, you can get yourself into a bit of a muddle by um, effectively straddling two, two identities. Yeah, the, there's definitely so many different things. I guess it's only when you come to actually changing your name that you realise how many things you've got your name on. Um, yeah, f for me personally, I mean, yeah, three years later, I still haven't done everything because it gets to a point where you have some things left and you're just fed up with everything now. So it's just like, oh, just 
I'll leave it. I'll do it eventually. <laughs> yeah. And as I say, it, it's so common. We have had people who just come to us and they and they've done half of it and they just I just please help me to take the plaster off. Let's just let's just get this done. Um, mm. So on average, people will in their 20s to 30s will have anything between 16 and 20 companies to notify. And that's a range of, as I said, government and officialdom and, you know, kind of everyday accounts. Um, but as you get older, you accumulate more. So then that number can quite easily jump up to 30, 35, 40. We've got over 600 different companies mapped on our system. So wow. even if it's not on the system, chances are it's on a back sheet somewhere and we always research any additional companies that are added in. But you can effectively go through the list, which acts as a really good prompt because you're like, oh, I forgot about this or I forgot about that or I forgot about... I don't know, land registry. I forgot I owned a house, <laughs> but people do actually. Or you forget about just certain things that you have your accounts with. So a prompter also, you know, going through, and we've got free checklists on the website. So uh, feel free to make use of those to actually get your head around where, where you have accounts in the world. And now, as you've mentioned, Cecile, Amelia isn't alone in putting off her name change. But is there a time limit that you need to get this done by? Like, should she be getting herself into gear now? (laughs) (laughs) Bless you. Not at all. So first and foremost, there is no legal obligation to change your name. Um, it, It has to be a personal choice. So if you change, that's one thing. And what you change your name to is another. And I think it's really, really important to understand tradition and custom are certain things to consider, but there is there is zero legal implication to do that. So it really needs to be done if and when you feel that that's something that, that you would like to do. We sometimes have people, um, and actually during lockdown, I suspect they probably painted their house and done as many, you know, cleared out cupboards and done all sorts of things. But we have had people come through and change their name and they were married in 2016, 2018, wow. 2012, 2011 was one of the um, one of the most recent ones. So, no, there's no legal time to do that. Sometimes people will change their name um, a few years after they get married or many years after they get married. And it might be prompted by a life change. It might be prompted Mm. by the arrival of a a child, for example, where actually people then in the end think, no, we would prefer to have a team name, but it's really, really personal. And there are no set times and there are no set rules about um, whether or not to change your name. Oh, that's great. And I tell you what, it makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Cecile, you mentioned a deed poll a few moments ago. Um, could you explain what that is and for which options you'd need that for? Sure. OK, so a deed poll, um, when you change your name, every company needs to receive a legal document that shows that you're entitled to make that change. So if you are changing, um, taking your other half surname, whether whether that is a man or whether that's a woman, or if you are double barreling surnames, putting them together, your marriage certificate entitles you to do that. And that's the only thing that you need to have. And as we've said before, as many copies as possible. Two to four. <laughs> um, but there are other instances where you need a, a different um, document. Um, and that's where you're doing something different to what we've just described so if you are meshing names or creating a new name you would need a deed poll 
to do that. If you, for example, want to preserve your maiden name and make that a middle name, and that's really popular, one in five of our brides do that, um, you would, I'm afraid, need a deed poll because your marriage certificate only entitles you to change your surname. So if you changed your surname and made a maiden name, middle name, you'd need a deed poll. It's any combination of stuff that is not a, a, a very straightforward change of surnames. So we also find, for example, we had a couple who um, needed a deed poll because they were blending, meshing their surnames together. Great. And the lady was called uh, Emily Jade, but she was always known by her middle name. She was always known as Jade. Everywhere at work, she's known as Jade. Just officially on her documents, she was known as Emily. So I said to her, well, if you're going to be changing your surname, you might as well do this at the same time because it's the same. It's only one notification that you're sending yeah, off. You're going to make a new deed. And a deed, by the way, is a is a declaration of your change of name. You say, I, I used to be known as this name and I renounce that and from now on need to be known as this name. And as soon as you and a witness sign it, it becomes a legally binding document. And that's interesting actually, because um, I know someone that after they got married, they didn't particularly like the flow of their first name and last names together. So she actually changed her first name to her middle name. So she ended up with a completely new name after she got married. Whole new persona. It happens. It happens. Well, it, I mean, it's not for everybody, but if you are going through the process of starting a new chapter and, you know, kind of changing your name, then, then change whatever you need to change. And for most people, that's just a surname. But for some, it, it could be a combination of, of first, middle and, and surnames, for example. Now, if it were me, I think I would want to change my name for my personal life, but, you know, keep it for the professional purposes, um, as you mentioned previously. And I'm sure I'm not alone on that one. Um, how would that work? And um, do you have any tips for people wanting to do this? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the first thing I would say is that if you want to do both, um, so as you say, you know, keep your maiden name professionally and adopt a new surname in your private and personal life. It's absolutely, first of all, it's legally accepted to do that. So we're not talking about doing anything dodgy. Um, <laughs> however, it does require compromise. If you're the type of person who would feel um, a bit fuzzy and a little bit disorientated of having two two names that you are working with, then it might not be for you. If you feel comfortable that you can compartmentalize your professional life, and I often refer to it as a professional sphere, so everything that's associated to your professional life, and you're comfortable with, I know Monday to Friday, nine to five doesn't quite exist anymore, but everything in your personal world and your brand being associated with your maiden name and everything else, being in your married name, then this could be an option for you. So what we recommend people do is, um, is almost draw out a, a list of um, companies that are associated with their professional life and build a kind of like a, almost a ring fence around it. So that's your employer. Uh, or if you own your own business, then that's potentially company's house and any accountants and any other 
um, uh, companies associated with that. It's also HMRC, so it's the tax man. Um, it would be the bank account that your salary goes into. So for some people, that's a tricky one, because if you've only got one bank account, is that something? Or if you've got two and you can kind of keep them distinctively different, then, then that's an option as well. Uh, so it's your bank account, it's your pension, it's any form of benefits that are associated from your employer. So that could be life insurance or if you're lucky, a company car or fuel card or, or anything like that. Effectively, you go to your employer and say, I want to stay. I don't want to change. Um, and there's not really too much to be done because you're not changing that world. You're just ring fencing and leaving it as it is. Then you go and change everything else in, in your private life. Um, what I always advise people to do if they're not sure uh, is to, and if they're using our system or our, our services, is to select everything. So select all of the companies where you do have your private, um, your professional world in um, and save it. So none of the letters or forms are dated. So you can have them, if you like, in a, in a little drawer and if you want to change them at a later date, then you can. If you want to do the full hog, then, then you can. And if you don't, then you can leave it exactly where it is, you know, gathering dust in, in a drawer. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, uh, really probably an, an important distinction. So I said it's, it's perfectly legal to have both names. However, you must ensure that you have at least one form of ID in your new married name. It could be two, but it definitely has to be one. So that's either your driving license or your passport. With passports, um, there is, a, again, you need to weigh up, where am I most likely to be traveling? Am I traveling more for work or am I traveling more privately, um, you know, for pleasure? If you are traveling for pleasure and you want to arrive as Mr. and Mrs. New, for example, then what you can do is change your passport into your new married name, but there is a section that you can complete. We have a guide on our website, don't mm. worry, you don't need to remember it all, but there is a <laughs> section that you complete that asks you, that says, please make an observation in my passport that I use my maiden name professionally. And it's written in there. So again, it's, it's a formal way to recognize that you are one distinct person that has two distinctive legal names. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like it's actually quite something you really need to think about. I don't think that's a rush decision. I, I mean, I quite like the idea of having two personas, though. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit like James Bond, isn't it? <laughs> but, that's, but that's why I say, you know, if you're thinking of give it time give it time to think about what your options are because this is something that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life so give it the time and the credit that that is due um, but keep your options within your options open so if you think okay today this is me this is Nikita I'm getting married and I want to do both that's great but you may change your mind at some point. So, you know, have the option in your drawer that you can dust off if you want to, and you may not, but it's just keeping your options open. But, you know, doing going down that route is absolutely possible, but it's not for everybody. So you really need to think through, do I feel comfortable with the compromise? Can I feel comfortable with compartmentalizing those two parts of my life? So for example, if you were a doctor, so instead of 
miss you were doctor um and then you got married and you wanted to take your partner's surname would that kind of automatically change you to missus or would you be able to keep doctor how would that work okay very good question and doctors actually we have an awful lot of medical professionals who um who use name switch so they could be doctors or nurses or or vets or dentists or physiotherapists, all sorts. And, and in the medical world, um, we'll assume when we're talking about doctor, we're talking about a medical professional. Um, anyone who has a PhD is, is slightly different. They don't need to be part of so many um, medical bodies or governing bodies and things like that. Um, so first and foremost, if you have worked hard to um, achieve a doctorate, whether it is uh, a PhD or an MD, um, nobody can take that away from you. So if you become Mrs. New, um, you can absolutely take your other half surname and keep your title as doctor. Nobody can take that away from you. Some people want to be known as Mrs. And that's absolutely fine. Again, it's all about choices, but nobody can take away a title that you have worked very hard to have. So if you um, wanted to go the full hog and change your name, then you need to update your records with um, all of the various different governing bodies. So it's normally the BMA, British Medical Association or GMC. There's quite a few different bodies and that's linked with insurance and the right to practice and all sorts of things like that. But yes, absolutely. They have a change of name forms. It's very, very common and very popular. Um, when we're talking about doctors, some will change, some will double barrel. Um, so they've got that, particularly GPs, where they've got that linkage between this is my old name that you know me as and this is new, you know, me new as, you know, as I've evolved into married life. That's very, very popular. Or some will do what we've already spoken about. They will build that sphere around them and keep their maiden name professionally as a doctor. I don't want to say doctor old, but doctor original and then just change um, their uh, their name in their professional in their uh, personal life sorry that's great I think actually it's really important to note that if you are having to practice under certain professional bodies shall we say so like I guess solicitors potentially as well would that that would fall under um yeah I think I think that's really important to note those things down because I think it you know if you are changing your name in that profession you are going to have to go through it a little bit a few more hoops I would say <laughs> Yeah, but not so much. I mean, the, the bodies are normally listed on our on our website. And as I say, if it's if it's not, you know, we've got Law Society, we've got all sorts of different companies. But yeah, there are some wild and wacky ones. I think we had something the other day about hand therapy. There was a hand therapist union and all sorts of different bodies. That wasn't something that we'd had before. But yes, now it's added to the to the backlist. Um, but if you are part of a professional governing body or a union or anything like that, then it's important to update your name there as well, if, the, if that's the choice that you're making. So, Cecile, what else can we find on the NameSwitch website? OK, um, so first of all, it is uh, a very clutter free website. There is no advertising. Um, there's not things to distract you. Um, there's lots of blog guides, there's lots of practical tips. So we were talking about um, how to change your name on your passport, the observations, uh, 
store cards, how to update your driving license, how to honeymoon in your um, maiden name if you wanted to prepare a, a passport beforehand. There's lots and lots of blog guides and practical tips and uh, interviews with other couples who have gone down there. So there's a, a man's perspective to changing name, for example, all sorts of different things that you can use as resources as you're starting on your journey and thinking through what your options are. Um, and then if you decide to change your name and you would like a bit of helping hand, there's a free checklist that you can download. Um, and then we have a number of packages that will help you to kind of blitz your way through the name change. You can absolutely do it by yourself. But if you want a helping hand, then you use our services by in three steps. You choose all the companies that you want to notify. So everyone that you've got accounts with, you enter your personal details. You can enter optional details, which is account information, but that's totally optional. And then the system is there for you to download, sign and send off all of your um, name change requests. That kind of covers the majority of the basics of name changing, doesn't it? Um, so before we go on to our, our usual outro, uh, Name Switch are offering Guys for Brides listeners a bit of a discount, aren't they? So um, I've put the codes in the show notes there, GFB Digital, GFB Print and GFB Deed Poll. But Cecile, would you mind briefly explaining the products these can apply to? Sure. Okay. So we have two types of services. One is um, what we describe as name change notification services. So this is ideal for anyone who is changing their name using a marriage certificate. Um, and what we do is equip them with all of the letters, forms and personalised instructions that they need for every company that they have selected. Um, so those are the name change notification. Uh, you can do it as the e-package, which is available online and downloads the system generates the forms within about 20 to 60 seconds it's a very smart little thing um, so everything is ready and this is ideal for people who have access to a printer at home or in the workspace that's great um, if you don't have access to a printer and actually just want to come in come out and have it all sent to you in a neat pack then go for the print option where we pop it in uh, in the post obviously everything we send is always first class recorded just for that extra kind of level of security so those are the name change notification services and we also have um, deed poll services uh, which we extended to about two years ago and that was just based on customer demand we used to send them off to go and get a deed poll and you know if they were meshing a name or making a maiden name a middle name and in the end I said why can't we just do it here why can't we do it under one roof so we have built um, a package that's called the deed poll premium print package um, always rolls off the tongue <laughs> and, and that is all of your notification letters forms and instructions printed but it also includes four original deed poll copies so you've got everything in in one bundle that is sent securely to your home so whichever one works for you, either the e-package, the print or the Deepol Premium print. Brilliant. Thanks, Cecile. That's great. And as I said, I have popped those codes in the show notes and you can find them at guysofbrise.co.uk forward slash podcast. Well, Cecile, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you. It's a pleasure. Thank you both ladies for having me on and good luck to everyone as they are going through their, their 
wedding journey and um, hopefully you'll finally have your big special day. Oh, well, it's been great having you on the podcast. And I think everything you have said has been super useful for our listeners. I know I always find it's so insightful chatting to experts on here because, you know, I know nothing about this. (laughs) So it's great to have an expert perspective. And you shouldn't need to, you know, you shouldn't need to become an expert in everything. If, If someone else can do it, then um, that's always an option. Oh, perfect. Now, if you want to learn more about our partners at NameSwitch, we have linked them in the show notes over on guidesforbrides.co.uk forward slash podcast. And don't forget about that discount as well, which will be super useful for anyone wanting to use the services there. Yes, the details of that offer are there for you right now. And of course, we have also linked to additional resources that may be helpful for you to decide on your married name. Thanks again for joining us today and we'll chat with you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.